everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're on a big holiday run-up, and uh, there is collusion in Washington because Nikki has colluded with all her resources to bring you a great, our 10th annual holiday gift-giving show. No, it's not our 10th annual. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Didn't we do it the first year? I mean, we did, but we've only been on air. No, nine this years. is our tenth year. Oh, all right. All right, she can't. All right, I'll get. Why right can't there. Nikki add? Okay, <laughs> and um, math is hard. Math is hard. Math are hard. <laughs> and um, so we'll start off. We'll say we can say Merry Christmas. We can say Happy Hanukkah. Happy right, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. Happy Ooga Booga. Ooga Booga. What do they say on Mars? Anyways, so um, uh, Made in DC is a, a splashy new shop in Dupont. Uh, it's got all DC originating goods all the time in store. Stacy Price was really one of the, the conceptualizers of it. Am I right? She was there, and she runs the place, and she's in with some capital gift-giving ideas from jewelry to apothecary, stationery, and more. And later in the show, we are going to be talking about why you should be giving vinegars as a holiday gift. Daniel Lieberson, who is owner of Lundera Farms, he brews his vinegars. We had him here on the show right when he was getting started. I think he had like three or four products. Now he has over 30 too, yeah, right? you had a corn stalk in your mouth that time. Now he's no. chewing on dollar bills. No, no, really... no. But we're gonna do a vinegar. <laughs> it, we're gonna do a vinegar tasting in studio and explain to you why this should be one of your big holiday gifts. And Juanita Britton is in studio. Busy B. Juanita is in. She is the CEO of BZB International, and she produces the BZB Holiday Gift and Art Show in Shaw. This is their twenty seventh year and it's at shiloh baptist church on 9th street we're going to find out all about this event she brought in some fabulous really one-of-a-kind kind of items and we'll be talking to her and later on in local. the show all right and they're not of, all local you're wrong i thought they were all local artisans no what? many local artisans all right many local artisans yeah. well why can't david read between right. reading and adding uh one of my favorite returning guests nate anders in here he's the driving force behind Yay, nate! Neighborhood restaurant groups, Red Apron Butchery. He's in with a ton of tasty gift and entertaining ideas um, that now you can order online, which is really awesome. So we're going to be hearing all that from Nate, and we're going to be tasting good charcuterie. Yep. Okay. And what, what are, is the holidays without a little bit of bubbles? Go yep. ahead. Well, I know you're so desperate Chris to say Chris Hoke this. is in here. Yes, to say Moet instead of what people say. It's not Moet. No. With, he's the uh, Moet Hennessy Portfolio Specialist. He knows more about champagne really than anybody we've ever met, and he's got access to champagne and, and great wines and that's all like that. That's like a big, like... But you do. You're like, that's a big title for you. Do you know what I mean? It's an amazing job. It is <laughs> amazing, <laughs> and I know you're flattered. All right, but first we're going to talk to our buddy Mitch Berliner, who is the innovator behind, well, with, with his wife Debbie, mm -hmm. behind Central Farm Markets. Mitch, are you there? I am here. Good morning, folks. Good morning. I want to know what's going on in the markets. Yeah, I want to know what's happening at Meat Crafters out there, all of it. Um, it's just another beautiful day. One of the beautiful things that we have um, here is tremendous number of tomatoes still, and it's December. We have isn't that amazing that it is December and there are tomatoes still available? Let's are hear they, it for global warming. Wait, but are they are they because they're in a um, like a greenhouse? 
Um, there's a couple left from the fields. Almost all of them are greenhouses. Oh Some are grown hydroponically, mm-hmm. and then others are grown in the dirt and are um, fully USDA certified organic. And Amazing. I would say we probably have about eight kinds of cherry, eight varieties of the cherry tomatoes and about six kinds of full-size heirloom tomatoes. Well, All right, well, the, hold a couple for us. When the extinction event happens, we'll have great tomatoes to eat on the way down. <laughs> this is great. Indeed. So, I mean, that's just such a pleasure to see. And then you can go over and get uh, mozzarella, and we have people growing basil so we can pretend like it's summer year-round here. Right, Caprice, all year-round, right? What right. about and for the holidays, gotta, Mitch? What do you guys have going on at the market today? Well, thank you for te- bringing that up because I want to tell all your fans out there that we are open on Christmas Eve day. That's December 24th. Right. And we're open New Year's Eve day. Got it. That's the 31st. That's an oxymoron. New Year's Eve day. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, it's not an oxymoron. I'm the moron. You're right. (laughs) uh, Descriptive. Um, (laughs) So we will have everything. We're going to have lots of, uh, you can have live lobsters here. I know that's a big thing for the holidays. That is. Well, especially for New Year's Eve. That's a great idea. So, you you know, come and um, we, we get it that we have somebody that brings them right in from Maine. They're just so sweet. They're not these lobsters that you get elsewhere that are tanked for a month. Mm-hmm. They are, like, plucked right out of the water. All right. Fantastic. Well, it doesn't pay to be a lobster on New Year's. Mitch, tell everybody <laughs> no. where the markets are. And, and by the way, you are right. It never rains on a market day with you. This is great. No, it rains before. Right. And it rains after. <laughs> but it's not allowed to rain during the market. All right. Where are those markets? Okay. We have two markets open now, both year-round. The Mosaic Central Farm Market in Fairfax, Virginia, a wonderful mixed-use development. And we have our downtown Bethesda on the parking lot of the Bethesda Elementary School. Again, open year-round, lots and lots of vendors. To learn about us, just go to our website, centralfarmmarkets.com. And I should suggest, too, that people look for meat crafters out there because that's good stuff. Yes, I don't want to sound too self No, no, I understand. Yes, it is. All right, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All Bye. The best. All right, bye Chris. Bye. Hi, Chris. Yes, sir. Good uh, morning. I mean, champagne and the holidays are like, you know, they're, they're, they're wedged together in everybody's head. What is it about champagne, you think, that just makes everybody? Because you can get a buzz off of lots of different things that have alcohol in them. You absolutely can. Um, historically, in uh, Rems, the, the capital of Champagne, the kings were crowned, and so champagne, the wine, was associated with royalty from back in the day um, for, I think it was almost 500 years. Then also, around the early 1800s, Madame Clicquot was shipping in some champagne illegally into the Russian market around 1812. You mean the, the Russians did something illegal? Who would, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. It's the first time in history. Chris, please. It's in their Don't DNA. Don't help me. Do not help me. <laughs> So uh, Madame Clicquot shipped some stuff in illegally to beat the embargoes, and when the war was over, her champagnes were the first ones into the market. The czar tasted them and declared them to be the finest thing ever, so all of his court started drinking champagne. So throughout history, champagne has been associated with royalty, and so people associate it with festivals and any sort of cel- celebration. Okay. And what, so what champagne are you pouring right now? Right now I'm pouring Moet and Chandon's 2008 Grand Vintage. Okay, so what is the, spe- like, why, why is this one such a nice bottle? 
it's any green. Vin- any vintage that. wine is pretty much the liquid interpretation of the weather mm-hmm. and the soils of that year. What was 2008 a good year for champagne? It certainly was. Okay. You're, about, right, you're well, about to tell me, as a matter of fact. Okay, well, then on that note, look let's that. get to pouring. You see that grin on his face? He looked like the Cheshire cat. Okay. All right, so Stacy Price, let's yes. talk about Shop Made in D.C., which is the name of the store. Give us a little bit about your background and the background of the store I mean, and how had, it all happened. Because you've been with Shop Local for a really long time, or Think yeah. Local, right? Yeah, I, I ran Think Local for close to five years. Right. My, my whole career in D.C. has been supporting independent businesses. Mm-hmm. So this feels like a What makes you so optimistic? <laughs> I don't know. Right, I don't know. Like, I, I question know. it every day. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but this has been a fun culmination of um, all the things that I've been working on since mm-hmm. I moved here in 2009. Okay, so uh, you went to think, you did think local, but then you mm. came up with this concept, and you partnered with a lot of people to make it happen. Why don't we yeah. say what the concept yeah. is? Yeah, to just make explain sure it to know. people. So the store itself is a is DC's first space that supports uh-huh. only made in DC producers. So it's in partnership with um, the city government's Made in DC program, mm-hmm. and so we are only accepting people that are in that program um, that's supported by the city. So the idea is low entry to market for people who are um, unable to have their own brick and mortar spaces yet. All right, one quick thing. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Happy holidays, holidays. everybody. Wait, they all got got it. Wait, 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 Juanita, here. I'll sip with Nikki. Oh, wait, there you go. All right. All right. right. Happy holidays, everybody. Cheers. Back to you. All right. Go, Stacey. Uh Go. Okay, this is tasty. It's not local. No, but it's, it's tasty. okay. It could still be tasty, even yeah, though it's yeah, not yeah, local. Yeah, yeah. No, but if it was local, it wouldn't be tasty for champagne. It was a good year. Mm-hmm. So, what's the range of goods, and how do you find your resources? That kind of stuff. So, I tell people it's like a typical gift, home and gift store that you would go into. Right. So, you're always going to be able to find candles and letterpress and art and jewelry. But it's food, all stuff. But made it's all stuff made in, in your city. Yeah. Well, but what I think is really interesting is that. Because most people think of D.C. as, like, D.C., Virginia, Maryland. Do you know what I mean? Like, we go outside the D.C. line so much because D.C. is small, but you have made it specific that it's only D.C. produced. It is specific. Um, Nikki, with our partnership with the city, the city gave us some grant funds to get us off the ground Mm -hmm. this summer. And um, with that, we are following um, a very strict regimen with them that we're only accepting people that are in our Made in D.C. program, which means you're not only producing in the city, but you live in the city. Well, here's my question. If I come in, let's say I come in and I see an item and I'm thinking about it. If I come back in three weeks, will I see that again? Is it Depend, is your inventory? Depends sort of- on when you come in. Um, we have a rotating selection of uh, makers. So what I tell people is you're always going to find all those categories mm-hmm. um, that we talked about, but they may be different producers. So we're about to, so today, we are switching out some of our, our launch producers. We opened on October 20th, and, right. and we're now at that, that part of the cycle. It's six to eight weeks, depending on editorial calendar. But we decided to keep on a lot of those original producers we brought in. So it's really so, more your choice yeah, than, than yeah, what so, they're producing. So right now we have, if you were to walk in today, um, which you can from now until 7 p.m. Right. Um, in DuPont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Below the circle. Um, yeah. Um, 60 plus people that you're supporting not um, uh, on the on the floor not 
including the people that are back in the cafe. All right. Right, because you have a whole cafe, too, which, yep. I mean, that's like a whole other show to talk about. But I want to talk about all these beautiful products that you brought in, because you have you could really put together fantastic gift baskets. Yeah, well, we actually do have six signature gift baskets well, that we're launching on that. Monday. Okay. So I brought um, our Cheers basket with mm -hmm. me this morning. Cause I felt like Bloody it was, Mary makes Yeah, mm -hmm. I felt like it was very much um, in the spirit of the show. So we have um, six different um, standard baskets that you can mm -hmm. um, buy from us. But we also have a bunch of crates just stacked up and you can build your own. Because the idea of the store, there's lots of different things, um, smaller things that you can purchase. And we find that the consumer comes in and wants to they get things. Right. Well, they want to get things from lots of different producers because they get the what we're doing. vinegar in here already? Oh, that, that's Nate's basket. Ours look very similar. Oh, this is yeah. Nate's basket. Yeah. Sorry. Because yeah. <laughs> the vinegar isn't actually made in the district, it's right? It's not made in the district. It's delicious, and I love it, but it can't fit the store at this time. Now, you failed me again, Daniel. I'm just saying if D.C. ever wants to come back to Virginia. Yeah, yeah. They want yeah. Right. So we have baskets like My Morning Was Made in D.C. and mm -hmm. Relax and Cheers and um, Best Guest and all those things that you would look to find um, for right. the holiday gift giving. I'm going to stop there. Let's do the commercial break and we come back spend a little more time on what's actually in the baskets. Right. right, and like some of the yep. specifics yep. and some of the jewelry yeah, you yeah, carry yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis talking to Stacy Price of Shop Made in D.C., we were going to get into the specifics of what's, you know, the items and the purveyors of these items in your gift baskets. Let's talk about that real quick. All right. So like I said, I brought in Cheers with me. There's lots of different um, drink mixers being made in our city. We have a Bloody Mary mix from Gordy's. We have um, True Syrups, which I think Nate also has in his basket, mm -hmm. um, which is a delicious grenadine. We have an old-fashioned mix by... Don's um, shrubs, and then we have um, some bitters by Embitterment. So, perfect gift for someone who for likes someone to like entertain. Me who's so bitter. Yeah. yeah, well, right. That's how that goes. You said it. Right. And so, what about but, some of your more textile yeah. things that you carry that are local? So, uh, again, we have lots of um, we have lots of creativity in our city. I have some earrings on today mm -hmm. by um, Mar Mallory Shelter. They're my one of my favorite things. I brought with me. Um, some, a beautiful bag and um, dish towels from Printed Wild. She does artwork, um, handbags, clutches. Um, also brought this really adorable sweatshirt. Let's in. see what it says on it. Yeah, it says resist. I got this for Let's my three-year-old um, godchild. Um, and um, Mix Letter Press does this. It's one of our best sellers in the store. So lots, lots, of, lots of different items. And what about, I mean, when we talk about holiday programming. What, yeah. Know. So we, um, one of the great things that our space affords us, because we do have a cafe and a store, is that we have, you can drink and shop, which is excellent. We don't right. have to, you know, we don't have to think about that. We can do that every single day. But we have all kinds of pop-ups and guest stars. Um, on the weekends and through the holiday season, we actually have them programmed out um, on, uh -huh. on most days. So this Wednesday, we have um, a cider tasting with Ancho with our, our Meet the Makers event Wednesday night. And then we have um, a Blue Jacket takeover next, the following. Well, you mentioned Blue yeah. Jacket, which yeah. is a neighborhood restaurant group. Are, are, is NRG 
running the uh, cafe? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so NRG is the main partner um, in the space. Like Nikki said, because I had heard that Michael Babin was a big sort of a big yep. supporter of yep. the store in so, the first place. So he and I are the co-founders of this this concept, and um, Neighborhood Restaurant Group plays a huge part in the food and beverage program. Um, oh. Greg's curating our beer list. Again, you can walk in right now and order um, a cocktail on draft or um, a beer in the store. It's really great. But you can't be drinking. Moet. Moet, right now. No, no, because it's not local. <laughs> what right, is wrong of course. With it's not it local. Be. This is like the, the broken record that I say all day long. It's not local. It's like a fantasy yeah. thing. I yeah. could be if you wanted yeah. me to be. <laughs> right, great. Well, thank you for bringing all this You're fabulous welcome. stuff and great place to go. Let's do the Pick up some too. holiday gifts. Yes. Your yeah. address and where you are online. Yeah, so 1330 19th Street. Um, we're right across from DuPont South Metro. And then you can find us online at shopmadeindc.com. Is that where chocolate mousse no, 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 no. I think that's more. Anyway. That's way more downtown. Yeah. Um, and then um, as far as our programming goes, we update it every week. Just follow us on our social media at Shot Made in DC. Excellent. Thanks, right. Stacey. Thanks, Thank cool. you so much. All right. All right. Time for some vinegar. No, not yet. No? You're wrong. Oh, We're wrong. going back to Chris. Time for more i got booze. a question for you. <laughs> Champagne has this it's so expensive reputation, but it's it's actually it's a really good deal because you're you're essentially buying, you know, Jaguar Ferrari quality for really not that much more than a standard bottle of wine, aren't you? Absolutely. I'm teeing this up for you, pal. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hit the ball over the fence. You also happen to have, uh, Champagne is a product that uh, no other wine really in the world is held for you at the Chateau in perfect conditions for it to age and then be released at the exact right time. So, you know, right, we were just drinking the 2008 Moet Grand Vintage. Mm -hmm. This is 2017, so it's been quite some time right. where it's been in the cellars just waiting and of course and Moet's i don't think not... a lot of people think you're supposed to cellar champagne you can and you you can't it really depends upon the kind of champagne you like and the champagne that is produced non-vintage champagne such as uh, uh, Buckleco's yellow label or moet imperial those are pretty much any non-vintage you pretty much want to drink right away as soon as you get it chill it pop it open however vintage wines that's something where vintage wines can age for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Or you can drink them right when they're fresh and lively. It's really a matter of personal That's preference. That's terrible. They can be bottled when you're born. You can die before you ever get a chance to drink them. Life is uncertain. It does yes. not work out. <laughs> not everything is That's fair. why you should drink as much but, champagne no, as showed, possible. You showed me something off air uh, that there is an app and an ID on Krug. Tess, can you get in close that is on correct. the ID on the bottle, please? Thank you. So, so what can you explain that quickly? Absolutely. A couple of years ago, Krug decided to go uh, full information. Champagne mm -hmm. is a, a wine of mystery, of luxury. And Krug is so incredibly proud of the efforts that uh, they put into making the wine that they give the consumer as much information as possible. There's a six-digit code on the back of the bottle right. called the Krug ID. And the first three numbers are – the first number is the quarter it was released – the next two numbers are the year it was released. So this one starts 315. Mm -hmm. So third quarter of 2015 is when the bottle was disgorged and received its cork. And then the last three numbers are internal coding. But, but it's really cool because the app really tells you, like if you were to give it as a gift, all absolutely. you have to tell people what to do is download the app. And then you can find out everything about the wine, which I, I just think that's fabulous. Like it's so smart. 
it's it's amazing. On this particular wine, this this bottle, it was received its cork in the summer of 2015. The oldest wine in this bottle is from 1990. Okay. The youngest wine is from 2007. This is a blend of 183 wines from 12 different years. When, wow. When in the sommelier or the wine community, somebody brings a bottle of Krug, people stand up, they lock the doors, they don't let anybody else in. It's Krug right, is a special that event. Door. Yes, exactly. All right. So speaking of. Let's do it. All right, so now we're going to talk, not wine, but the, the champagne of bottled vinegar. Uh, Daniel Lieberson is a re- Daniel, you were on when you first went into business. He's the vinegar king now. He's the owner, and um, you call yourself a vinegar geek. That is a, a downplay of what you are. You're a genius. I'm a nerd, yes. That at Lindera Farms. He brews vinegar for some of the finest restaurants in the, in the, in the country, including the Michelin-starred ones here. And from ingredients that you forge in and around the river, right? I do. I, there is some irony, though, in following up a guy representing uh, uh, Krug and Moet and Chandon, which are, you know, uh, worldwide names, with a guy whose life work is to make perfectly good alcohol and ruin it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we have a 225-acre property out in Delaplane, Virginia. Uh, we uh-huh. actually uh, did it in concert with the uh, Nature Conservancy and Army Corps of Engineers. Uh-huh. And it's a totally non-interventionist um, property. And what that means is we don't do any clipping. We don't do any spraying. Uh, everything's basically left to grow wild. So essentially, I have, I have 225 acre, acres where rather than farm, I forage. Um, it's not just that, though. I work with small farms from throughout Virginia, uh, some in Maryland. But the idea is essentially to emphasize locality and really beyond organics, people who are doing something special in their field, not just fit the USD organic label and call it a day. All right, but let me ask you a question, because I think a, I, you'd find a lot of people, if you asked them, who know what vinegar is but don't know what it is, how it's made yeah, and absolutely. and how it all well, happens. Or Way why too often. Or- you know, like you have 32 varieties yes. of vinegar. I think for people who are like, what's a red wine, right. white red wine, wine, rice cider. wine, cider, and they all taste like death. So right. I hate them all. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's it's, it's okay. a, it, it's it's. Think of it like wine, or think of it like cider making, right? Like what what we know essentially is the basics are: you're taking sugar, you're making it into an ethanol, and then you're making that into a vinegar, right? Acetobacter consumes ethanol. Same way yeast consumes Sorry, sugar. I just had a sip of the Krug. So excuse me. While I I'm taking over. No, the show. I was <laughs> smashed. Can we uh, pause for? To, is that how the? Um, yeah. Well, so yeah, I was gonna say you might want to do the Krug first. Um, but here you are. No. And that's you. No. Right. Okay. So I did pour some tastings. This is probably not going to pair to Krug. Right. But um, you know. No judgment. Um. So uh, first up, uh, to give you an uh, uh, an example of one of the ones that I forage, uh, uh-huh. Magnolia. So this is a Sweet Bay Magnolia, which is okay. a, a native variety to uh, Virginia. We're starting uh, on the left. Yes. You are. I mix all my. Um. Right. I I I went with something a little classier than uh, uh, champagne flutes. I went with Dixie cups uh, because that seems uh, upscale. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. And what you're going to see right off the bat, it's in the same family as laurel, as a uh, bay leaf. So you're going to have those like, kind of savory, woody, floral characteristics, but at the same time, there's going to be some sweetness to it. Um, uh, the big thing is it's relatively mellow in its acidity. So it's something that will pair really well for a cocktail, but it's going to work really well in a marinade, too. Anywhere that you would use a bay leaf. So like I, um, uh, uh, Todd Thresher out in uh, Restaurant Eve does a lemony laurel, and I, I've been playing around with basically doing the same thing with this in lieu of lemon juice. Uh, component to it because you have that sweetness, you have that sort of inherent, almost like shrub-like quality, mm-hmm. and you can just play around with that in terms of how you well, use it. Well, you know, it. you and I were talking off air. You know, a lot of times when people are cooking at home, yeah, and they taste a dish and they're like, mm, "I think this needs something." It's acidity that they need, right? But they think initially salt. Yeah, exactly. And when so you really... end up with over-seasoned food in one area. So it's it's not only boring, but it's also too salty. Right. And what you need is to brighten it. Exactly. And so what I love about your vinegars is that given the subtlety of their flavors. 
it provides the acid, which is a little, it's like a little umami. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? To a dish. So um, the next oh, one that we're going to try is actually going to pair off that exactly. So we, um, uh, this one came up. I was talking with a, a chef by the name of Sean Brock uh, down in Charleston, South Carolina. And, what a name um, dropper you are. Oh, just a teeny <laughs> bit. Um, it's how I compensate for the fact that I have no self-confidence. Um, with uh, the hickory vinegar, uh, this is actually shagbark hickory. It's a total renewable. And the idea behind this was, was basically a conversation about mm. um, when you see – uh, uh, pit barbecue in, in in North Carolina, it's it's typically vinegar based, um, right. depending on which part of the state you're in. But it's it's white distilled vinegar that they're using, and they throw in like a bunch of Cisco bought spices. And the idea was basically, how do you like consolidate something down into basically three ingredients: salt, the pig, and then the vinegar that you're finishing with, and nothing else. And so. With this one, one of the cool things about it is there's a complexity to it. Uh, you do get a smoky element to it. What I mm -hmm. do is take, uh, I work with uh, Falling Bark Farms. They make a, mm -hmm. a hickory syrup. Uh, I actually take the same bark that they're using. Uh, it actually they're sheds, local, right? They are. They're out in Shenandoah. And I think they're at Central Farm Markets. So they I, sell I know their that yes, there, they do. Right? They, they do sell uh, sales in uh, in the district. Um, mm -hmm. I take uh, their syrup in addition to uh, Golden Angels Apiary honey. Uh, that's the base for the mead that I make. Uh, I toast some of the bark, char, char the rest of it, and then basically kind of continuously age it throughout the process yeah, with the same bark that's made from. So you get like a maple quality, you get mm -hmm. new American oak, uh, but at the same time, what you're also getting, and I say new American oak, but that kind of like bourbony flavor almost, and then it finishes on the, the kind of carbonized, uh, smokier element to a hickory. It's almost bacony. It, it really is. It's almost bacon name. And, and, and that's the goal, right? So the idea was if you if you take uh, a shoulder off of uh, you know off of coals, uh, and all you're doing is finishing it with some mullein sea salt, and this is going to completely reinvigorate all those flavors. Really all brighten at once. it up. Are you exactly. nodding, Nate? Nate's nodding. It's delicious. So um, just don't let's nod just talk. Out yet. I mean, I know we have to taste the, the other two, but just quickly, yeah. you know, vinegar is such like apple cider vinegar right now is like such a buzzword, and yeah, absolutely, um, and fermentation and all that is so. That's not from the vinegar. No, I inhaled it into my lungs. Um, it's, so, um, it's so, like, it's such a buzzword right now for probiotics and all that Definitely. kind of stuff. Does this apply? Yeah, absolutely. So everything that I make is completely raw and unpasteurized. So okay. uh, uh, one of the things I actually I have to warn people, I do uh, the DuPont Circle and Silver Spring Farmers Markets each right, weekend. Right, Fresh Farm Markets, yeah. And uh, I have to kind of give people a warning, like, hey, just so you know, uh, uh, this can start to re-ferment. Keeping it in a refrigerator is not a bad idea. It won't usually, right? Uh, mm -hmm. it, vinegar needs heat and oxygen uh, uh, to, to, to start a fermentation cycle. But the idea essentially here is, you know, for me, really, it's it's about the cooking aspect of it, but I wanted it to be something where if you were using vinegar for probiotic means you're basically torturing yourself with apple cider vinegar every morning because of how it's good for you, but the taste okay, is not horrible. Bad. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it, if you could make sadness into a liquid. Um, <laughs> and the idea in, 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 with this really is to make something that's like approachable, something that you can really want to work with. And yes, the health qualities are there too. Okay, great. We're gonna take a quick no, break. No, we got it. We got to find out. I want to make sure we know where we're going to come back to him and finish the last okay. two tastes. Okay, so we'll be back in just a sec. This is Nikki and David Nellis. We are talking about your holiday gift guide and what you should be giving to all your friends. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Quick thanks to the market at River Falls and Potomac, Pro Fish, Central Farm Markets, and Meat Crafters for sponsoring the show. And let's go back to Daniel. Uh, uh, I mean, I've already. Hang on, now I'm drinking. That's I've all. already sipped all the vinegars, so we had two left to try. Which one? I, the spicy one. So the next one is heirloom pepper. Oh, um, so good. So this is all. Uh, these are actually uh, a blend of peppers from the farm at Sunnyside. Mm -hmm. You can uh, swing by. Uh, in addition to seeing me over at Dupont Circle uh, every Sunday, you can see them as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and what you're gonna, what you, what you get right off the bat with it as you taste it, uh, it's going to smell like uh, almost like a habanero. You're well, going to be worried that it is a habanero? I have to be honest. When you smell it, you think, oh, my God, this, this is, is going to be hurt. spicy. And then you sip it, and it's so mellow and so 
like you actually exactly. taste the flavor of the pepper as without, opposed to the spice. And that's exactly what this is about. So like it, one of the problems I think a lot of, a lot of the time you encounter in, in, in professional kitchens and just kitchens at home is working with the flavor of peppers, uh, especially like more potent ones, tends to correspond to pain. Right. So like if you actually want to work with the flavor profile, you kind of have to make a judgment call about whether or not you're going like what the volumetric amount you can use is before you're going to kill your guest. And uh, and then people have different levels of tolerance too. This okay, is to so get for the that. pepper one, let, like let's, wh how do you recommend people using it? Do you any, finish a any dish? Any vegetable at all? I, it, it's it, like the go-to easily is like, like so if you're roasting vegetables, peppers, if you're roasting vegetables, throw it on top afterwards. Absolutely, and and okay. so one of the things I see with and this is true of almost every vinaigrette I make is if you uh, if you have a little squeeze bottle around, like every time you basically rather than doing a vinaigrette. Uh, make your life a little bit easier. Take a salad green, sauce them with a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, some sea salt, and then just give it a spray. Like half a teaspoon each time you use it. This is not a good business strategy. You shouldn't be telling people this. Right. But, um, you know, you get basically a month and a half out of a bottle that way. And, and then on top of that, like it makes dressing salads like a day-to-day -day occurrence that you actually like doing. Um, I love it. Okay. Just tell us what the last one is because we have vinegar. to go. Ram vinegar. Okay. Where so, can everybody find you? Uh, DuPont Circle, Silver Spring Farmers Markets, Linderafarms.com is the big one. I have Spell everything it. on there. L-I-N-D-E-R-A-F-A-R-M-S.com. Excellent. Thank nice. you so much. Delicious. And also, I mean, what a fantastic gift for people. Great um, stocking stuffer. Great stocking stuffer. It Love a, it. A, Coming from an awkward Jewish kid who didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still put vinegar in your socks. It's That's, just weird. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris. This stuff kills. I know. But what if you're not going to do champagne for the holidays? Well, like, you know, everybody has holiday parties to go to. Um, champagne isn't always appropriate, maybe as a gift. I don't think so, but some people do. What are some great wines that you think people can bring as a gift or serve actually at their holiday parties? Well, red wines are always, I think, one of the second best gifts in terms of wine besides champagne. Champagne mm -hmm. is pretty much the ultimate gift giving so much. I think 60% maybe even more, of all the champagne sales in a year are made in the month of December. The holidays, sure. So, But for those people that do not prefer, uh, my, my dad doesn't like champagne at all, so he's a big red wine drinker. So mm -hmm. I brought two wines today, the first of which is the 2012 Cheval des Andes, and that is It's easy for you to say. Mm. <laughs> yes. It is a collaboration between Chateau Cheval Blanc, which is also in the Moat Hennessy portfolio in Bordeaux, and then Terrazas de los Andes. In all right. Great. Well, you pour it, we'll you taste you it. I want to point out that we're on Facebook Live. The whole show can be seen. And we've got a top camera woman from L.A., Tessa Nellis, who is running the, oh the show. <laughs> That's going to look right. A future, a future <laughs> USC graduate. A 15-year-old. A future USC in. graduate as soon as she gets in. So um, Next? Juanita Britton yeah. is a local entrepreneur. I won't go into all the businesses she's involved but in. She but she has a lot. But if polygamy ever becomes legal, you're on. Oh, <laughs> You Thank lucky you. girl. Um, she's heading up the Holiday Gift and Art Show in Shaw. Uh, at uh, You've been doing it like 19 years, right? No, more. 27. 27, 27. years. I'm only 19, so that's why I'm aware right. of it. So why what? don't we get right into the yeah. concept? And what I find fascinating is, is that you've been doing this for so long. I mean, Shaw was not an area. I mean, Shaw's so hot right now. Yeah. But 27 years ago, well, I mean, you were way ahead of the curve. Well, it wasn't really about Shaw. It uh -huh. was about the artisans that come. And this church is um, turned a century church, Shiloh. the oldest church Shiloh in Baptist Washington, D.C., right. Shiloh Baptist. So that was my base uh, 
27 years ago. So that what was what was important. Why don't you explain kind of the concept of the show and who's showing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a marketplace. It's all crowded and, and chummy and it's great artisans and people come from all around the country to come and shop because these people only come together between Thanksgiving and Christmas for the last 27 so years. Is it, so and is it every day or what? explain to us how it works. Yes, it started on that big Black Friday and went... Um, Small Business Day Saturday, and mm-hmm. then all the Saturdays before Christmas every okay, year. So every year. And yeah. so let's talk about some of the vendors that you bring to the table, because while you yeah. do have a lot of local, you really you really pull from all over the world. I, I pull from all over the world and actually sponsor um, artisans from two different continents every year on my dime to come so they could um, feed their indigenous community that they come from. So I've got folk that bring in uh, glassware from Botswana, I have a wonderful. Okay, can, let's get these. you get in on that? These uh, glasses are unbelievable. My goodness, they're really yes. magnificent. And so I, those I, imagine, are crafted in Botswana. They're crafted in Botswana. Imagine me shipping them over here. I can't. <laughs> yeah, and then I have an a great artist artisan from Jamaica that does that wool work, mm-hmm. but she is um, out of New York and uh, spends her whole month in D.C. Ona. And she did this wonderful wool work. Mm-hmm. Um, that wonderful red ring. I've got a fabulous red ring in silver, which represents many silver and uh, jewelry, gold, diamond artists. Um, is a coral and silver, and is lots of that semi-precious that ring could and silver. Qualify as jewelry and self-protection. Actually. <laughs> Hello, yeah, why not? And then I've got, gosh, you know, I brought this artist in. Um, she just came off, uh, got on my radar, a clay artist, Kathleen Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, man, she has this most fabulous kaleidoscope, and what a wonderful gift that will be. And uh, for, for, for uh, imagine, really imagine yeah. it's special, handmade. And gosh, if that camera could see inside of that kaleidoscope, right, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Well, if we yeah. hadn't bought our daughter a cheap phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, jewelry. What um, What is this? I'm looking at this. I have no yeah. idea what that this is. This is a bracelet, and believe it or not, it's from Croatia. A Croatian artist. Um, of course, I you know bring artists in from all over, but a Croatian artist came through. A boutique owner, um, it's called Ida's, Ida's Idea, been in business over 30 years, and she imports um, art from artisans all over the so world. So that's like a double meaning continents. of those crafty Croats. Oh it? my goodness, <laughs> maybe, but it's Can awesome. Can you so. also show this fabulous, this is a DC designer, The uh, this like springy necklace. This screen necklace, yes, this is a DC artisan, a Kosawa. And uh, so, it's, of course, fabulous. So and how do you find back. all these vendors, especially from all over the world? I mean, are you, mm-hmm. uh, do you get pitches? How does it work? Well, actually, I travel all over the world to marketplaces and festivals. That's my hobby is traveling, going to festivals, being in touch, and, uh, you know, promising a dream. Uh, for example, I was in a big marketplace in Brazil, and instead of, you know, promising each artisan that I could bring them to the U.S., and I told them all, I will import uh, two items that I would sell for them at my marketplace, uh, and and then I packaged them up, shipped them to me, and hired someone to man the table, man or woman the table that's to it. sell the items. So that's what I, that's the kind of giving back I do because I'm so blessed. Right, that's world. amazing. Yeah, so that's, that's so this year yeah. at the market, yes. tell me a little more about like some of your. Like some of the, give me like three old vendors who've been there forever. And give me three new vendors who are like, let's spotlight both. I got it. There's Shukrita Goldsmith. In fact, if you can see that whopping uh, mammoth ivory and diamond bracelet, uh, as well as this fabulous necklace. Mm -hmm. Shukri's been there all 27 years, 133 shows. Wow. Then I have um, 
um, a sister named uh, Kathleen. She's from Ghana, but she lives in Washington, D.C. She is a couture designer. I have Damali, a Washingtonian. She's a couture designer, and her works are at the Smithsonian Institution right now at the African American Museum because many famous people wear her clothes and desire her clothes to do their big public speaking events. Then I have a brand-new artist, um, this artist, Kathleen, was is brand new to my show, and she'll be back next year. I brought in a shoe designer. I have the wonderful boots of the shoe designer on today. Yeah, the boots on are today. He's brand new. And then I have a wonderful um, artist that makes uh, fabric art, and he cuts up yeah, lots of boots cuts up lots can. of leather. And, uh, of course, one of my new artists. This is crazy. Yeah, this this is Marvin Sin, a local artist, Washingtonian. And he is, of course, an artist and a purse designer, Marvin Mm -hmm. Sin. And uh, these are, of course, from his uh, wife, Akosua. This This bag is stunning. Really amazing stuff. Yeah. All right, so is it inside the church? I mean, rain or shine? It's rain or shine. It's in the Shiloh Baptist Family Life Center right on the corner of 9th and P. The next three Saturdays and then right before Christmas, Friday and Saturday. So you got two days to shop. It's always from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. General admission is a smile. Okay. So all you got to do, do is just going to come in. And well, then all I got, got is a grimace. Great door prizes for everyone that comes through the door all before noon. So it works. Okay, well, we will I'm definitely there. be stopping. Roll the clock Thank back you. quick. Thank really you. fascinating. This is great. Why, we have two more seconds. Do you have a website for it? I do. It's what is it? www.bzbinternational.com. Okay, All right, cool. and we will be bringing you in again because you do so many other fabulous things Thank that you. we need to be talking about. Yep. So we will be Appreciate doing that it. very soon. All yes. right. So okay, now, we're gonna, now we're going to go mm. from crafts to food. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned before, Nate is the uh, Nate Anda, Chef Nate Anda, is a uh, the driving force behind Neighborhood Restaurant Group's Red Apron Butchery and his charcuterie and his mustards and his, uh, he's, you know, he, he, he'll do anything from great charcuterie to butchering a full butchering, animal, am yeah. I right? So Nate, why don't you belly up to the microphone there? Hi. Hi. We got a little bit of time here before we go to commercial. Let's do a quick background on you because you've been on before. But you've only been sure. on like six or seven times. And so. I'll, like I'll eat while you talk. How's that? Oh yes. How'd you get into butchery? Come on. Honestly, I uh, started working with restaurants, and I never wanted to have to uh, open up my meat from a bag. So, uh, starting working with uh, at Equinox, we were getting whole animals in, mm-hmm. and then eventually just grew to. You know, owning my own or opening up a restaurant and going from there. But it sounds so easy. I know, but it's so not easy because you do how many different kinds of charcuterie do you do? Too many. Right. But literally. Yeah. But I guess my question is, is like, you know, charcuterie. I mean, 15 years ago, you didn't really walk into many restaurants, not just locally, but nationally and get a charcuterie plate to start off your meal. People didn't even know the word charcuterie. Right. So what created your passion in it? Honestly, growing up, I loved liver pate, mm-hmm. and I that was one of the things I wanted to learn how to make. Okay. And you know, starting reading recipes, reading cookbooks, and then just you know, kind of learn by doing and being able to uh, get these whole animals in and like figuring out like how to make the most out of them, as opposed to just selling them in the center of the plate. Can we talk about snout to tail? Sure. Because like in Europe. Um, you know, you got you got street vendors walking around with tripe and all of that that Americans really, mm, you know, mm-hmm. and I was one of them. But depending on how it's prepared, there's really pretty much every element of the animal 
yeah. that is delicious. Totally. It's uh it's mind over matter. You know, it's like if you think about it, you know, the pig is raised the same exact way from the head to tail. So if you know how to prepare it correctly and you know how to season it, you know, then you can make it all taste good. All right. Before we get into all your offerings for the season, we have to take a commercial break. But just quickly, you brought in this beautiful butcher block of charcuterie. Just tell us quickly what everything is. We have a salami picante on the end. The next is our Ardennes salami that we make specifically for Sovereign. Mm -hmm. uh, hot salami, uh, a pork salami, and then that's a two-year-old shoulder ham. It's so delicious. Mm. Uh, talk about an amazing platter to bring to your next hostess party like Seriously. that seems like the thing talk to do. about a great way to suck up to radio hosts <laughs> I mean, come on that was my all right, plan this all is right. david and nikki nellis with foodie and the beast we'll be back in just a minute all right we're back on foodie and the beast with david and nikki nellis you just heard a commercial for pro fish great fresh sustainable fish mm -hmm. best in the city um i want to thank meat crafters again at central farm markets for sponsoring us and mention that the market at river falls in downtown potomac is the most amazing specialty market and for your holiday entertaining from meats and fish and wines and cheeses and all of that, you really cannot do better than the uh, uh, market at River Falls. Yeah, they're amazing. Stunning stuff. Okay. All right, so back to Nate. Um, so, Nate, let's talk about you have now put together, like, gift packages available for people for the holidays. Well, you know, it starts with the uh, center of the plate with doing our meats from the butcher shop. Right. And then... Yeah, because you're doing like a huge rib roast, right? Yeah, we're doing big. That's not a gift, by the no, way. That's it can like, be. it can be, yeah. but it's a really <laughs> nice one. Well, yeah, uh, so we're doing bone in ribeyes, whole bone in, uh, big. Just guys. uncooked, right? Uncooked, yeah. Right. Uh, but we'll, we do everything. It doesn't have to be a ribeye. You can, we do, busiest time of year is right now with special orders and mm -hmm. geese, ducks, everything. I disagree. That could be a gift. If you're going to a family's house and you say, you know what, I'm going to bring. Something is going to blow everybody's I've mind. I've used this gift of beef for like the last 10 years. So, there you go. Yeah, to my parents. <laughs> right. But you have to tell them it's coming. You can't exactly. surprise somebody. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, it depends on the context. But right. I mean, so, but something new this year, am I right that it's new that you can now go online and order all this? Yeah. You know, we've always done a, uh, a pre order website, but now we have a, a real Red Apron Holiday site where you mm -hmm. can go to and, uh, Kind of choose everything, and so it's all done for you. So you can create your gift basket. Yep. So, so like you, you have over here a crate. Mm -hmm. So you could basically go online and um, pick out what you want to put in it. Everything that's here is actually what's in our stores. So okay. this is geared towards you know going into you know getting uh, getting stuff while you're waiting to get your charcuterie plate mm -hmm. made. So all the stores have a pantry to them, and we've you know built them around built our pantries around what kind of pair with everything that we have in the case. Mm -hmm. So. Um, it depends within, uh, in Mosaic, at the Mosaic District, we mm -hmm. have full wine and beer, a uh, beer list that's curated by Greg Angert. Sure. So. Never heard of him. Right. No. He's got long yeah, hair, long you know, beer. Not anymore. No. He kind of went corporate. Oh, man. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so did you, by the right. way. Right. You totally went it's corporate. Been needed for a while. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, you know, you, you kind of go in and as you're waiting to get your uh, meat cut for you or you're getting your steaks, you know, you can turn around and you see that we have a bunch of salts. Uh, we actually do have uh, Daniel's vinegars right. in our stores. Uh, mustard. Mustard, yes. Okay, so Th this is your mustard, it's my mustard that you make. It's a personal obsession and Nikki brought it home, and she was like, I'm obsessed with it. Like, you're obsessed with a lot of things. It's the best mustard I've it's ever had in so my life. It's so good. It's crazy. Thank you. Uh, so, but here's my question. I order it. Mm -hmm. 
is is it all pickup? Is it some of it delivered? How does it work? Oh, it's all pickup. You okay. go in the store, and then you have the opportunity to spend more money when you get in there. Yes, I understand. <laughs> He's like, hey, this is how That's it works. That's why department stores put the underwear and socks in the back, because exactly. as you roll out. Yeah. Okay, so where is so the store? Let's, let's make sure people well, understand that. Well, there's lots that. of stores. Yeah. Yeah. We have where one of the, the Mosaic stores? District yeah. off uh, uh, Glass Alley. Mm-hmm. We have one at Union Market in Northeast D.C., and then also in Penn Quarter at well, and I also think it should be mentioned, like, you have lots of other fun snacks, like the spicy smoked pimento cheese, mm-hmm. um, and you do, I'm going to butcher it, it's the jellies, right? The jellies, yeah. Which are, like, my favorite. It sounds like you're stuttering. What are <laughs> they? So they're Italian flatbreads. Uh, to jelly means tile but, in Italian. But they're made in a press, right? Yeah, I never so heard it's, of that. Uh, oh, God, so yeah, great. so it's a flatbread, a yeasted flatbread that's cooked in between it's metal like tiles. It's like what English muffins are supposed to be, On steroids. but so much better, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Uh, Andy, you tu no. parli italiano, anche. Mm-hmm. Nothing? You never heard of Tagelli's? Mm. No, he's they're shaking so his good. head. That means the no one Italian. I, well, well, they I'll be from? honest, but they're from the Emilia Romana area. Uh, last time I went to Italy, my goal was to find these uh, Tagelli irons. The first store I went to in Milan said it was impossible. I won't, I won't find them, that they're a lost thing. Uh, went down to Tuscany, was in Tuscany for three weeks. The last night I was in town was in Lucca, mm-hmm. and I went to a hardware store. Uh, and I said, you know, I speak very little Italian, if any, but I said, well, next time you go, we'll go with you. And uh, they brought me back into their storage room, and they gave me three Tagelli irons. So oh, I was my in. God, that's amazing. So, you know, the yeah. commercial could be, are you Tagellin? Yeah. <laughs> I just had to. That's Sorry. Right. Yeah, I'm totally Tagellin. All right. So uh, where do you get them from? Are you... Me, so... Yeah, they make them. We make them. making it all? Yeah, all so it took about... We got the Tagelli irons in, like, 2011, and we just worked on the dough for about two and a half years. Wow. Before we ever opened the Partisan. So... I love them. Now we found a... Uh, and they last... So like, so you can sell? Can you sell them? And yeah, we can sell take them. them. So that's actually on our website to be able to. They're the perfect pairing for cured meats. They mm-hmm. are perfect, uh, not just so. for cured meats. I would like to slather some They're like good sour cream and caviar yeah. on top of them. That works personally. too. Yes, I'm I've tried it. I'd like yeah. to have that done to me actually, <laughs> personally. Someone else can do that for you. <laughs> yeah. No, not by you. Yeah, good. <laughs> Her. All right. Um, okay. All right, so Nate, again, tell everybody where they can find yeah, you. Yeah. Where Where do we go online to order all this? All right. Stuff? It's readapronholidays.com. And you can also find us at the uh, 709 D Street and Penn Quarter mm-hmm. Union Market, in Northeast DC. And Mosaic. And at the Mosaic District. Awesome. And just a reminder not only can you get your holiday gifts there, but if you're planning on doing a big feast for Christmas or Hanukkah or New Year's, there are lots of items that you can order from Red Apron. Yeah. Thanks. All right, Chris. All right. Chris, we're back we to you. start with you. We end with you. Let's talk these red wines. Absolutely. The final wine of today is Newton's Single Vineyard Mount Veter. Newton okay. in. Tell 20- us a little bit about Where it. Where does Newton come from? Where is Newton? Napa Valley. Did so, they get? Did they escape the fire? Actually, from uh, my friends at the wineries out there, Shandon and Newton, mm-hmm. most of the vineyards escaped uh, actual consumption by the fire so it was the wineries it was wineries buildings etc etc yeah. so uh smoke taint is something we have to see? wait and see how how bad it is mm-hmm. well maybe a wine with a smoky favor flavor won't be bad who knows maybe. 20 uh 2017 might be known as a very very uh grilled meat smoke yeah. dominated uh vintage uh newton uh in 2014 the winemaker came rob man came over and tasted all of the single vineyards that we have spring mountain Yountville and Mount Veter, which all used to go into a wine called the Puzzle, mm-hmm. and it was a blend of three single vineyard uh, Cabernets. And 
he said, these are all so incredibly different. I'm going to bottle all of them for the first time ever individually. So we released this. This is the inaugural vintage. And Mount Beater is definitely the biggest of all of them. So okay. each uh, terroir is something that is, in, it's a... So what is something like that? So for a holiday gift, like is this something you're recommending to bring to somebody as a gift? Or do you think this is something that you want to serve for like dinner? This is definitely a food wine. You okay, need this something. is a food wine. You have to wrap you it around. You need some, like a plate some of red meat. You need some charcuterie. You mm -hmm. need big bone-in ribeyes. You need massive. Boy, are you singing my song? Right. Yeah, this is kind of a special occasion steakhouse kind of wine. If you're going to have mushrooms and grilled Although meats. Although I will say, Nate makes a hamburger that would go with something like this, that. It would pair perfectly. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but I, like I, I got a quick ribbon. question about glassware, which is I realize you don't sell glassware, but does it really matter with a red wine or with a champagne what kind of glass you pour it in, or is that BS? No, absolutely, yeah. it does. I'm asking. Very important. No, yeah, absolutely. I didn't ask you. I asked I'm him, the expert. How do you the, not know that? For champagne, the traditional flute focuses uh, one's mouth on the bubbles or the effervescence mm -hmm. in the wine, and almost to the detriment of the rest of the wine. Because at the end of the day, champagne is a wine first. So um, I didn't have enough uh, white wine glasses to go around, but in the United States, we tend to the sommelier community and the wine community are moving towards white wine glasses to serve champagne out of because you're able to have a experience a much bigger, richer, fuller expression of that champagne. Whereas a flute, it constricts your so experience years, to been just bubbles. Decades, hundreds of years they've been drinking champagne the wrong way? There have been a couple of champagne different champagne glasses. The coupe is probably the most famous mm -hmm. one. Right. Um that's a little bit too wide. The bubbles dissipate yeah, right, too quickly. Right, because I say really, like the white wine, like this glass here, because some of those flutes don't allow you, doesn't it, allow it, right? Exactly. The chimney flute is just, just focused on the bubbles, and something like a white wine glass or a champagne flute with a much wider bowl is mm -hmm. the ideal serving glass. Very interesting. And, All right. Uh, well, uh, sorry, unfortunately, we're going to wrap up, but I want to make sure before we do that people know where to find your champagnes and your wines. Pretty much everywhere. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> you should be able to. All right. Well, when you go on uh, Nikki's website, the list are you on it? You'll be able. You'll you'll see the labels and you'll get the names of all these wines. Exactly. And also, um, just tell everybody about the app and where they can find it. The Krug ID app. Actually, just go on your any your smartphone and go into the app store and look for the Krug app. Uh, I highly encourage you to do so. It provides music pairings, food pairings. Krug is pretty much. Uh, I think universally acknowledged as one of the greatest wines in the world. The and definitely the, wine, sure. it, it is, it is unbelievable. Once you okay. go Krug, you really can't, you're, it's you're spoiled. your life before Krug and then your life after Krug. Okay. That's kind Fair of enough. how your That's life how is measured. That's how I feel measured. about my life before Nikki and after mm -hmm. Nikki. All right. Okay. So quickly, listen to Nikki on WTOP every Thursday live at 1240. Mm -hmm. uh, follow her on Twitter, Instagram, go to the list. Are you on it.com and uh, I'm done. Oh, wait, and we have a new show coming up. We'll tell you about that next week. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Go out and shop local. So many good things to buy. Everybody, please have a delicious week.